0: Hello and welcome to this week's Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm SelectaBet and as ever I'm joined by racing expert Paul Gallagher, who's better known as the voice of value. Hi Paul, you well? Yeah, great.
1: Looking forward to um, excellent weekends racing, a bit better than last weekend I think.
0: Very excited. Yep. Yep. As ever, we're going to take a look at the live races on ITV on Saturday. Uh, coverage starts at 1.30, first race is off at 1.50. Seven races in total, so plenty to get stuck into.
1: Yeah, there's plenty there. Um, we'll, we'll have thoughts on all races. There's a couple that we might not have a bet in, but we're, we've definitely got opinions.
0: And last week was a bit of a tough week. It's a bit of a washout for us. No winners. Um, we knew it was going to be tough. Um but we're not going to shy away from it. <laughs> um, we're still in healthy profit since we started the podcast. Um, and I suppose it's maybe a good chance to look back. and Is there anything that we can take away from last week? Anything that we learned?
1: Yeah, that's it. No winners. Um, I'd almost forgotten what it was like to lose on a Saturday. <laughs> but um, uh, Just the nature of the, the tips that I go for. They tend to be at slightly higher prices. Um, looking for each weight value and things like that. So if you're taking it even statistically from the sort of sample size, six, seven races, sometimes it's only four or five races that we'll have a bet in. Um, you're not going to win every Saturday, um, so it's just one well, of those ones just need to accept it um, and move on. Keep doing. I don't think there's anything to learn in as much as well oh, that was a that was a mistake or, or I really should have backed that one. Just the ones we went for didn't run their races, and just I think just stick with the stick with the same formula, and hopefully we we'll get one or two this week.
0: Yeah, it's just the nature of the beast, I guess. We've probably been spoiled with your tips since we started the podcast because we've had at least one winner every week that's more than washed their face um, on the tips that you provided. So not a huge surprise that we had a week eventually where there are no winners, but hopefully we can get back to winning ways tomorrow again when we're looking at the the races on ITV. So there's four from Haydock, three from Ascot. First one is the 150, which is the Betfair Exchange Handicap Hurdle.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, at the At the time of um, at the time of recording, there are still twelve runners in this, so that, that might come down a wee bit. Um, really competitive this one. I quite there's four that I sort of narrowed it down to, um, and I wasn't too surprised to see that they were all um, fairly prominent in the market. Um, Project Blue Book. Ran out last time, which means when he was sort of looked like he was going to go and win the race. When they say ran out, it means he actually bolted off the side of the course and missed a jump. <laughs> um, so not brilliant for the jockey, which is okay. young John Joe uh, young John Joe O'Neill, who's a cracking young jockey that I see that Barry Gerrity's on board today. So they'll, they'll be looking to take advantage and hasn't gone up in the weight, so he's definitely one definitely one to look at. Um, Honest Vix, another one. Um, Henry Daly's horse is running quite well. Richard Patrick um, is his uh, claiming jockey that he uses quite regularly. And he takes £3 off, which is also pretty good. He won last time out. Um, and who was the third one I quite liked? Irish Row, um, which will probably be an each-way shout and might might be a decent... Um, a decent one to take against the against the field if you can get a bigger price. At the moment it's only eight to one, but I, if that sneaks out to ten to one then I'll be having a bet on that. Um and, and what I'll do is tonight when I put the uh, when I put the column up on Mr Fixit's tips website, um, I'll let you know whether that's drifted out. There's only two firms pricing this race up at the moment, so I'm not sure. But the one I'm going with at the moment on the prices is Who Shot the Sheriff? A cracking name for a horse. Um Fell last time out at Cheltenham eh, in, a, in a pretty good race, and um, looked like it was probably going to win um, or certainly go very very close. Um, and I think um, I think it should do pretty well again today. So I'm taking that. It's five to one, which so I think is a decent bit of value, albeit
0: it's a it's a competitive race. I was going to say it looks a competitive race just purely from a betting point of view. From I think it's William Hill priced it up at the moment. Um, that's right. and I guess it's maybe one worth watching how the betting goes tomorrow morning and the of the race
1: I think that's it. Um, it you know there's no shame in fancying to your phone in a race and then letting the prices dictate what you bet that's the yeah. whole point of finding value if you just keep back in the favourite then ultimately um you're going to lose in the long run um so it's one to keep an eye on at the moment the five to one and who shot the sheriff i think is fair value so that's what i'm going for at the moment and I, i'll keep that and I, what i may do is add in a second if irish road drifts out to a sort of double figure price i'll um i'll come in again and with, with each way on that and i think you'll probably find a couple of firms will go four places um as well so we'll, we'll, we'll look at that as an option later on
0: Okay, so maybe that's one worth keeping an eye on Twitter, on your account, which is at The Voice of Value, um, and if there's any updates to that selection for the 150, then you'll update it there on Twitter before the race. Yeah, good to be plug there, excellent. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so next up, kind of looks like a race of the day, a race of the season almost, um, to the highest rated horses in training, Altior and Surname. It's got the feel of a heavyweight boxing contest this one. Um, only three run, but effectively it's a two-horse race between these two horses.
1: Yeah, you're spot on. Um, forget Solomon Gray. Uh, he's got about three stone to find at The weights, um, just um, something like that. Just no chance. Um, but in saying that, it's effectively a match, but it's probably the most anticipated clash uh, of the season so far. It certainly, I um, Surname was uh, probably the most improved horse in training last year. Went up um, £26 for a couple of brilliant runs in January and February and then sort of missed the rest of the season. So this is him back now. He's actually given given, controversially, he's been given an official rating at £1 higher than Altior. So they're actually saying he's a better horse than Altior. Um, I don't buy that. Um, and I think quite a lot of people are the same think like, mm, yeah it's maybe been slightly overplayed there or Altior's been underplayed because he doesn't win his races by by miles he just always does enough to get in front um, the interesting thing here again is that uh, this is a step up and trip for Altior um, it's over 2 miles 6 furlongs so that's um, or 2 miles 5 and a bit it is actually um, which is 5 miles more uh, 5 furlongs rather more than he's run in the past so uh-huh. that'll be Really interesting to see um, if he stays well enough, and if he does, then they're going to send him to the King George on Boxing Day at Kempton, which will be absolutely brilliant to see if he can go three miles and then becomes a sort of staying chaser. If he can do that, you know, he's arguably one of the greatest chasers of all time. He's up there with Cotto Star and other horses like that who've managed to do it at two miles and three miles. So, really interesting and exciting to see. I think. Uh, for what it's worth, I think Altior will stay. Um, he, he comes up the hill, the hill at Cheltenham um, like a few other horses do. Absolutely motors up that, although that's only over two miles. It just shows he's got an engine and a turn of foot. I think he'll, I think he'll stay. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so the bet, <laughs> um, to cut a long story short, I would probably side with Altior, four to six. I think that's a pretty fair price. Um, but yeah is it is it worth you know limping on at that price it's maybe one for people who like backing favorites or sticking them in in multiples etc certainly that's what i would do uh, with i would go out to rather than surname but i'm probably just going to say no bet for this one i was looking for something else to double it with and we'll have a we'll have a chat about that further on um, in the card but i think the bottom line is no bet in the
0: race but we'll be cheating out on yeah, I think there'll be some outdoor fans who simply can't resist the 4-6, I would have thought, tomorrow.
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, when you look at his previous form and some of the prices he goes off at, um, just scanning through last season, 1-6, to 4-11, 1-10, 1-8. You know, <laughs> if you can get arguably the best horse awesome in training at 4-6, to six, and then there's people who will think, yep, get the wheelbarrows out and bump
0: <laughs> on. Especially, well, uh, we'll maybe touch on it later in the podcast, if he can get it in one... As one half of a double, then it might look like a great price. This I time think tomorrow. that's
1: it. Yeah, and, and we'll come on
0: to that later on, that the, certainly the, the race
1: that offers itself up is the obvious one there, um, is the Betfair Chase later, where there's only three, four runners, rather, um, and people might have a strong view on that, so we can uh,
0: we'll chat about that later. Okay, so for you personally, it's no bet, but if you are forced to, to pick the winner in on that one, it would be Al or Oh, I if it was,
1: you know... Um, stick your last 20 quid on, uh, it would definitely be him.
0: Okie dog All right, next up is the 3.25 at Haydock, a three-miler, and again, another competitive-looking one. Yep,
1: uh, 2.25, you're, you're jumping ahead an hour on us,
0: but
1: uh, I know, I know what you're saying that's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2.25 at Haydock um, is a staying uh, handicap hurdle over three miles. Um, really interesting race, this one as well, to be honest. Um, quite a few that have chances, but I was surprised at the, at the prices. Yeah. Um, they've they've priced Umbregado up as the favourite, um the David Pipe train tours. I think that's on um I think that's the wrong price, to be honest. I, I think it's a false favourite. I think they're pricing that up on, on expectation and potential rather than actually what it's done. Um and I think they're probably looking at it as a David Pipe plot. Uh, so I'm gonna pass that one by. Um Lisnagar Oscar's a course and distance winner, so you know the obvious claims there. The one I like is a, a bit further down, um, double figure price, um, as as I like to have them, um, and it's for Henry Daly. The horse is called Stony Mountain. Um, I'm a big Henry Daly fan, as is my uh, as is my dad. So a big shout out to him. He'll enjoy uh, getting a nice each way price on this one. Um, one um, an, an entry in October uh, when Henry's horses were flying um and i think he'll relish this trip um and the competitive nature of the race i think will be absolutely ideal for him and i think um, henry had a winner yesterday one runner rapper um, which won really nicely and he had a second place on Thursday um, from his last, sorry, on Wednesday. So that's from his last three runners, a winner on a second place. So he's, he's back in form after a wee bit of a dry spell over the past couple of weeks. Um, he's got a few nice horses running tomorrow. So I think this one uh, will go very close at 12 to 1. And you're getting, believe it or not, with Paddy Power at six places each way. Um, so that's got to be the bet for me.
0: Nice. Now, as a fairly novice gambler on racing, I'm not familiar with Henry Daly. Um, does he have many horses in training?
1: He's not yeah, he's not one of the bigger he's not one of the bigger name trainers. Um, you know, like a Nichols or a Henderson or these guys that you'll have heard of and you see all the time at Cheltenham and entry Festivals. Um, he's got a slightly smaller string, but he campaigns his horses really well and he, he he tends to go in waves when he's in form, he's you know, he's excellent and he can ready a horse for a for a big race. Um and I think when you see a guy like that in form and doing well. I think you've got to follow him almost blindly, you know, or certainly have a have a second look at any of his horses that enter.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Obviously, you said he'd a uh, winner yesterday, so is that a big trend that you tend to find yourself following?
1: I, I do to a point. I think what you can what you can tend to find is, um, it can be it can be topped up too much. So uh-huh. people will say, "Oh, Venetia's horses are in form," and it's the soft ground and. Oh, she always wins at this time of year, and then her horses are over a bit so they're actually bad value. You know, even if she does get one or two winners, um, but when it's a smaller trainer like this, and he's flying, you know, not quite under the radar, but you know, he's not he's not going to be talked about on race TV and, and ITV and things like that. Um, and he's only had three entries in the last two days, mm-hmm. but you just was, oh, actually they're starting to run quite well again. Um, and then he's got a few coming in for Saturday. I think yeah. That's the sort of thing that comes to lead, and certainly I would I would have priced Stoney Mountain a lot shorter than twelve to one, so that that's just purely a value
0: bet. Yeah, I seem to remember my own grand. I used to follow the tinklers, um, and used to always watch out for when they had a couple of horses that were they're winning, um, and just keep an eye on their horses going on little runs of form.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a good way. I mean, particularly um, back in the day when the old boys would go into the bookies and, uh, you know, have to scan through the form or they would pick up the recent post of Sporting Life in the morning and go through it. But We've got the benefit of trackers and, um, you know, online uh, databases and all sorts of fantastic um, info. They, they were they were literally going through it with their, <laughs> with their eyes yeah. or, you know, in the shop and trying it. So it's dead easy to scan through, look for the trainers that you know, mark yep. them up, boom, 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 you know, and, and then follow them.
0: It's a yeah. good way to do it. I sometimes wonder if we've got too much info now. Almost oh, certainly, yeah. <laughs> definitely overthink it, I can tell you. An absolute it. minefield. Okay, so we're looking at Stony Mountain, 12 to 1 mark uh, with Ladbroke's, is it? But you were saying get six places with Paddy Power if you can get that price. Yeah, that's it. Pad- I
1: just noticed that Paddy went six places and you're still getting 12
0: to 1 there, so that's definitely a bet. Okay. Next up is the 240, the Coral Hurdle at Ascot.
1: Yeah, another nice race. Um, unfortunately, there are only six runners, so we're not really getting too much of an each-way angle into it. Um, I think Call Me Lord is probably the correct favourite. Um, Roxana's a little bit short in the betting, although she's a, a lovely mare. Um, but she's in against the lads here, so it's a bit trickier than usual for her. Um, if the cap fits, a course and distance winner as well, so it has to be respected. The one that I thought was overpriced is a horse called Le Patriot. Le um, who is a course and distance winner, um, doesn't mind soft ground at all, has one first time out previously, so goes well fresh. And he ended sort of this the, the spring and early summer he ended um the season, if you want to call it that, really, really well. Um, and I just think he's the obvious value bit for me, um, eight to one available just now. Um, I don't see why. I don't see why he should be that big. So Eight to one bet for him, Paddy Power. So that's the that's the definite bet for me in this one. I think we'll just go with a win bet. Um, I've mentioned in the past sometimes um, on the morning of races, the day of the race, Bet365 offer pretty good odds on um, each way extra, which is like yeah. a sort of additional market they've got. I think we've talked about it before, but it's definitely one to look out for in races like this. So he, he might not be eight to one. Um, But have a look in the morning if you're getting, if he's sort of 6 or 7 to 1 in that market, that's a definite each-way bet for me. I would would do that as well.
0: And just explain that each-way bet, does that give us three places in the race?
1: Yeah, it does. They they basically offer you additional places, and and the trade-off for that is you you'd reduce the odds. Um, A few bookies do it, but for whatever reason, Bet365 don't seem to um, trade off as much on the price as the likes of Betfair do. Mm-hmm. They do, think do uh, I forget what they call it, uh, you know, a, a extra place, whatever. I can't remember what the, what the, the branding of it is. But um, Bet365, I think, very fair, and uh, for a snide each way guy like me, it works nicely.
0: <laughs> snide each way guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, don't tell the bookies that we'll be closing down the accounts.
0: <laughs> okay, so. Lay Patriot in the 2.40 it is then and keep an eye out for those extended ex- each way places um, at Bet365. Now the next race at 3 o'clock at Haydock, the Betfair chase looks a cracker even though there are only four runners in it.
1: Yeah that's it I touched on it earlier um, all four of these c- could win easily um bally optic um, ran well last time out. I think probably wants softer ground. The forecast ground for Haydock, unusually for this time of year, is, is good to soft. So um, that might might be regarded as maybe soft ground at other courses. But yeah, I think Ballyoptic likes it, you know, soft, deep, heavy, so probably not the day for him. Um, Frodon is just one of those horses that the public absolutely loves. I'm I'm um, infamous on my sort of WhatsApp racing group. Um, for telling the boys that Frodon had absolutely no chance in the Ryanair, and they, they were all mad for backing him, and I've never lived it down since, <laughs> um, as he obviously Briney bolted up with him. Um, so I t- I, at the prices today, I mean, it, lo- it does look on paper like a match between Bristol Demai and Lost in Translation, who I think are a bit better than Frodon, but. Um, it's priced up that way and I think actually the value bet is probably a small win bet on Frodon um now in saying that Bristol Demise won this race I think twice in the past goes well fresh and just absolutely loves Hedock he's he's a Hedock specialist yeah um ground won't be a problem they used to think that he wanted softer, heavy ground but actually he won this race last year on good to soft and it was no problem and he was also third in the gold cup on sort of good good to soft ground um in march so we uh, have no complaints there i think 65 is probably a fair price as a friend of mine who's quite a shrewd judge just mentioned this morning he thought that was fair so if you're a bristol the my fan wouldn't put you off likewise lost in translation, brilliant horse. Um, probably the one of the four who is likely to improve this season um because he's just coming off a, a novice chase campaign. Um so again, you know, he looks class. He's got a bit to find on, on official form um, to beat Bristol DeMai and, and probably to beat Frodon as well. So I think just the value bet it is Frodon if he can bounce back and be a, a little bit improved for his last run out where, where he wasn't brilliantly faded a little bit. Probably did too much too soon, but I think thirteen to two, you're getting on Frodon. I don't think that's too big a price. Um, so I think I'll have a small win bet there, but nothing mad.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if we had a, a small each way opportunity here, but obviously with just four runners, we're not going to get it. Um, but as you say, maybe I just a small stakes on Frodon rather than anything else, given the opposition. That's, in, yeah, that's it. in this
1: race. I really need to come, come down off the fence and pick one so it is full done <laughs> Um I'm looking forward to the race. And all, as I say, if someone has a strong view on it, then this is maybe the race to pair up. If you if you are a if you're a big Bristol Demai fan and you think this is perfect course and distance, then double that up with Altior and you've got a, you've got a decent weed double for the day.
0: Yeah, I dare say there'll be quite a few on that tomorrow. Okay, next up is the three twenty at Ascot where there's eleven run. And there's a horse that might be familiar to people who have already listened to the podcast since we started it, called Vanatu. Um 14 to 1, you fancy this one?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, we tipped that at 33s in the race that St. Calvados won, where we were um, cheeky enough to pick two in the, two in the race, and we got um, first and second. Um, you'll have to excuse, the, can you hear that? that seagull outside my window there? Uh, clearly a big Vanatu fan.
0: Obviously. Um,
1: yeah, or, or just harking back to the forecasts in St. Calvados and Vanity. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> seagulls aside, um, I think Vanity again is, is overpriced here. He, he ran really well that day at 33 to, to finish second, came with a late run. The um, same sort of thing is likely to happen here. There'll be a few front runners, not Nanus, um Speredek, I think they both like to be up at, at the front. Um, pressing the pace, so it will be a it will be a pacey race, and a horse like who can finish finish well late and um, possibly get us a bit of uh, a bit of each way value or even nick it uh, mm-hmm. nick it on the line. Um, regular listeners will also will also remember um, Diego de Charmille who came through the side of the fence mm-hmm. uh, last time out to win yep. um, when uh, our guest John Egan tipped it up at a nice big price. Um, it's going to be uh, second favourite around about that. Today, again, has a strong chance, but it's now carrying top weight in a pretty competitive race, so it's, it's a big ask for him to win. Um, there is another one I do fancy, though, in the race, which is Cadoulin, um another French pronunciation name that didn't go well for us last week, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, press, we'll carry on with it. Um, course and distance winner, Cadoulin, um, fitting well from a, a run last time out. Um, the the It's going to be soft ground at Ascot, so um, he'll like that. And I just thought he was far too big a price. I would have have him um, sort of 8 or 9 to 1 rather than 14 to 1. So I think another um, decent each-way shout. And no complaints about the trainer or jockey. Um, Sean Bowen rides that. He's a cracking young jockey. So I think that would be my second choice. I'm going to have two in this race because I think it's a nice each-way... Race and uh, if we're getting two at big prices, there's no harm in throwing two darts at it.
0: Yeah, I see Vanito is as short as 8 to 1. We bet 365, but obviously available at 14 to 1 with William Hill. So that would suggest to me that try and get on an early price as soon as you can on that one. um so Yeah, do... I didn't notice it. it was
1: as short as that actually. Yeah. So I definitely take the 14s. I think Hills and Bet Victor are currently 14 to 1, so yeah,
0: right. take a bit yep. of that if you can. Okay, so two at 14 to 1 at the moment Vanito and Cadulin in the 3.20 at Ascot. Okay, so the last race is the 3.40 at Haydock, nine running that one, where the market is led by know the score at around 3 to 1.
1: Yeah, um, this is a this will be a real marathon stay and chase at Haydock, um, particularly if there's any more rain and it ends up turning soft. Um, so it's a three-mile, 4 for long um, chase for stairs. Um, but there's it, it, a, a nice shape to the race, and I think um, moving in style is one that I quite like the look of as a potential... Um, improver and, and one that enjoys this sort of trip but what I'm actually going to go for is the favourite uh, know the score, I think it's an unexposed, um, very much unexposed actually, it's not had not much racing at all, I think it's only had two chase runs um, and this is its second run post Windop and it won last time out um and and some quite often they say the second race after a wind operation is the best time to catch a horse so it might even improve a little bit again um and it looks looks the sort that will go really really well over this sort of distance um so i'm going to go for that as a wind bet
0: can i just ask about the wind op and why why do they consider the second race to be better than the first race for example (laughs) i truthfully
1: have no idea um but it's it's something that's sort of widely accepted in in horsey horsey circles as a as a fact that you know that, that certainly people accept that the horse improves the up. i mean what they do with the wind up is they sort of um it, it sounds horrendous and um, they sort of cauterize part of the palate and tidy up so that um, the horse basically clear out the the horse's lungs I and mean, not lungs but the the actual breathing apparatus so that it's able to breathe more easily um and enjoy its racing so i, I suppose there's probably short-term pain for a long-term gain for the horse who. Yeah. who um, you know it's it's like sort of getting your sinuses done for a, <laughs> for a human and um, just you just be able to breathe more easily and um, afterwards and um, they're able to run that much better so it's something that seems to work uh, truthfully couldn't tell you why it's an improvement second time maybe just the horse getting used to it or whatever or, or the the breathing settling down after the operation but uh, that's what they say
0: and i'm happy to go behind that. i see a uh... One of the other market leaders in the race, Late Romantics, is also on its second race after a wind up as well. So possibly yeah, Absolutely,
1: yeah, there's there's an argument for that one as well. I thought that was a bit short, um short price in the market actually. Um surprised to see that up just sort of challenging for favouritism, to be honest. Um because let me just quickly look through and put me on the spot now. Um yeah, it was. It was simply, I think, simply because it had gone up a good bit in the weights, actually, um, and I, I thought it would, that might be too much for it. Step two. Um, um. Yeah, it's an older horse, so less scope for improvement. Um, so I three to one with Hills. I'm just seeing here as I look at it. So I, I just thought that was it's maybe had its day at Weatherby um, the last time, and this might be a bit a bit too much of a, a question.
0: Okay, so it's not the score in the last the three forty. It's around three to one at the moment. Excellent. So can you, just, can you just give us a quick recap on the tips for the seven races on Saturday then?
1: I can indeed. just get all my sheets of paper in order here. So the 150, we we're going for Who Shot the Sheriff? Five to one, win bet with Hills and check the website later because we might have a bet on Irish Roll. 2.05 at Ascot. It's no bet, but if you pushed us, um, I would go for Altior. The 225 staying three mile hurdle, it's stony Mountain, um, probably my tip of the day actually, 12 to 1 with Paddy Power paying six places, that's the one I quite fancy there. The 240 Ascot, uh, the one I like there is Le Patriot, 8 to 1 win bet with Betfair and Paddy Power and also check tomorrow if you can get a nice price on the Bet365 each way extra um, offer that they do. I think that might be worth taking because there's only six runners in the race. Then the next one is the 3 o'clock, which uh, sat on the fence a little bit, but I'm going to have a small win bet on Frodon, um, but not a massively confident one. I could see any of the four winning it. 3.20, Ascot, uh, two in this one, uh, a great race. Cad, Doolin at 14 to 1, and Vanatu at 14 to 1. They're both each way bets. Um, and the 3.40, the last race, what we just spoke about is know the score, 100 to 30 with the bet way, and that's a win bet.
0: Perfect. Hopefully there's a few winners in there. Now, don't forget you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value and you can follow the Gambler account at Gambler Tips. So if there's any changes or any additions to those tips um, that we've just mentioned there, just make sure you're following the Twitter accounts um, to keep abreast of any updates. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you're listening to us um, through iTunes. And the podcast is now also available on Google, the Google Podcast app. Um, so if you're an Android user, just go to the Google Podcast app and search for Gambler and you'll be able to access it there as well. I'll be back on Sunday night with Greg for a look at the Champions League matches midweek. If you've not already caught this week's football podcast, make sure you do. There's plenty of tips in there for the weekend and that's us for this week have a great weekend good luck good luck with all your bets and thanks to paul for your tips this week
1: yeah thanks for listening everyone and uh, good luck with saturdays